From Variety, celebrating 115 years covering the business of entertainment, this is the Award Circuit Podcast. Uh, it's my hair. I figure I have about three more years with this hair and then <laughs> yeah. it's going to be way different. So, you know, milk it, milk it. <laughs> you know, we always look like we're working nonstop, but, you know, it's really not but true. Ted, yeah, we, but Ted, we, you are. I am incredibly blessed and I love going to work. I love it very much. I love having breaks with my wife, Mary. Both of us love driving through the studio gates and working with crews and actors and writers. Uh, I really, really love it a lot. Coming off one of the most critically acclaimed comedies of the past decade, The Good Place, Ted Danson could have taken some time off, but with Hair That Good and with the writing of 30 Rock's Tina Fey and Robert Carlock, he couldn't resist heading straight back to NBC in the new comedy, Mr. Mayor. I'm Michael Schneider, and on this bonus edition of the Variety Awards Circuit Podcast, we talk to Ted Danson and Holly Hunter about their starring roles in Mr. Mayor. Danson and Hunter discuss working together for the first time, developing a fast chemistry, and learning how to perform the rapid-fire jokes that are the hallmark of a Tina Fey and Robert Carlock script. They also share what it's like to work in quarantine, and Danson, who plays the mayor of Los Angeles in the series, reveals whether he has any political aspirations of his own. It's all on this bonus edition of Variety's Award Circuit Podcast. Stay close. Originally conceived as a 30 Rock spinoff of sorts, with Alec Baldwin resurrecting his character Jack Donaghy, Mr. Mayor eventually morphed into the latest vehicle for television icon Ted Danson. Danson plays Neil Bremer, a retired business tycoon who decides to run for Los Angeles mayor on a whim. And he wins, much to the chagrin of his own daughter, as well as city council member Arpy Meskimen, played by Holly Hunter. I never thought I'd be standing here. This time last year, I was sitting around the pool reading World War II books. I was quarantining before it was cool. Hiya! <laughs> Too soon, maybe. He's charismatic, open-minded, independent. You're telling me that you're all in on this guy? I'm very open to the idea of a robot police force. Thank you for reminding me. We can find some common ground. We're both the same age, right? I'm 10 years younger than you. But I'm perceived as a kooky old woman, and you're still a sexually viable man. Thank you. It's Hunter's first sitcom role, and she's relishing the chance to do something different while having fun verbally sparring on camera with Danson. Much like 30 Rock or The Good Place, the show also relies on an ensemble cast that includes Bobby Moynihan as Press Secretary Jaden, as well as Vela Lavelle and Mike Caballon as Bremer's staff members, as well as Kyla Kennedy as the mayor's daughter. I recently spoke to Danson and Hunter about Mr. Mayor and how the show has evolved during its long development process, including reshoots that included topical references to the pandemic. But we began by discussing how Danson and Hunter hadn't known each other before signing on to do the series. I run in uh, no. shallow. I run in shallower circles than Holly. Uh, she was in <laughs> the Golden Globe. She's sitting in the movie section. I'm down in the TV section. <laughs> exactly. Well, that <laughs> finally those lines are blurring. Um, yes. So what, so what was your first conversation like, the two of you? What was your get to know each other moment? Uh, how, how did you sort of broach or, or, or break the ice between you two? Had had we traded emails or something? I, I'm. I remember being uh, happily astounded that Holly was going to do this. It just it kind of uh, made the entire show that I had just been reading and imagining all of a sudden come roaring into focus, knowing that Holly was going to be playing Arthur Meskimen, 
So I, I remember, I hope I, I sent you a how excited I am kind of thing that we got to work together. But then we actually and, and, sat. And you did. And, oh, good. You know, you you did. But but it was, it, for me, it was kind of a no-brainer to to do it. It's like Tina, Ted, Robert, it's like, how could I not? Um, the the script was so funny. You know, it was just it was the easiest thing ever to say yes to. Yeah, yeah, that, that's like the dream team right there. So, but let me let me let me say it was effortless because it was Holly. Because R.P. Meskimen on the page is a terrifying character. <laughs> yeah. You know, if if played with full authentic integrity and you know just passion and ferociousness that Holly has brought to it would it would suck it wouldn't work it would be unbelievable i think because of who she is it was a no brainer yeah that's my thought can you guys can you guys see me now yeah yeah yes and you're in a car isn't that so cool it's at a private airplane <laughs> isn't that so great and that i think I'm, actually you can see me and I think yeah. I did. Did I see a dog behind you? No, or? no, no, no dog. No dog. Oh, maybe that was just a shadow then. <laughs> but no, it's just a, a shadow of a dog. No, actually, I oh. don't own a dog, but I'm so, you know, I, I'm in the car. Are you, you're not driving, are you? No, I, but I just was. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so well, this is hi, all Holly. practically illicit. <laughs> hi. This nice is almost an illicit meeting. Well, hi, Holly. <laughs> nice to see you, Mike Schneider from Variety. Thanks, both of you, for, hey, for doing this. Uh, like I was saying earlier, I got a chance to watch the pilot hot off the grill. I think they just got it out of the editing bay and was really, really pleasantly surprised at how sharp and and satirical and, and sort of of the moment the show is. But also the chemistry between the two of you, which is amazing that the two of you had never met until this show. Uh, already there's this give and take between the two of you that I know is going to be a lot of fun to, to watch. Was was there a concern, Ted? D did you think like immediately this was going to work? How, how did you two sort of work out what your relationship was going to be on, on camera and, and this give and take was going to look like? Well, well, first off, when, uh, my, my fix on chemistry is two uh, relatively confident actors with magical words you get chemistry, you know, chemistry is in my mind, uh, written, then there's the joy of performing it together that makes for chemistry. And, you know, and Holly is one of those actors that if it's, you know, the old uh, metaphor, if you're playing tennis with somebody way better than you, your game improves. So everybody's game yeah. improves around. No, it's true. You know, uh, so that's chemistry. We also, actually, you looked at a scene or two in the uh, pilot that was reshot once we came. It was reshot, uh, you know, four weeks ago, maybe five weeks ago. So we had shot three episodes, shut down for nine months, came back. And because of COVID, we had to rewrite the script here and there. So we thought it'd be just better to reshoot some scenes. And it was actually most of the scenes with Holly and me that got reshot. So we had had this Zoom relationship and appreciation, uh, the whole cast did of each other uh, during COVID, kind of holding each other's hands and checking in. So I don't know. What do you think, Holly? 
Well, I mean, I agree with you that chemistry often is on the page. If you have the right two people in the parts, then the chem the, it's it's not like chemistry is on the page because I don't fully believe. I, I believe that. I believe that fully, but I don't fully think that's everything. I I do believe that that there is chemistry between actors that uh, is kind of an ineffable thing. You have it or you don't. Yeah. Well, but and, and- I, I, I think that when you're dealing with Ted, Ted has the most sophisticated. He's got the most sophisticated instincts and intuitions for comedy. So when Ted ever speaks up about blocking, about the words, about when sentences are being spoken, props, where we are in the room, all that stuff, I listen because his intuitions are that they're unerring. And and so in a in a that it, I've had a bit of a tutorial between Bobby Moynihan and Ted in, in this, in the the thing of comedy, which was very um, daunting uh, to me because I, I've never done a sitcom. It is a different thing. Yeah. I've done comedies, but but not for a long time. So I, I was, uh, it, it it was it was scary. Yeah, and and, and now and, it's no longer now it's no longer scary, and I just continue to watch and listen to what Ted's instincts are. And I was going to say, with the, with, with the Tina Fey and Robert Carlock show, there's so much going on. There's so much comedy going on. There's so many like moments that it's, it's one of those where you almost have to watch the, the episode three, four times to catch all the jokes, all the moments, all the little asides. That's got to be fun, but also daunting to sort of capture all of that. Yeah, it is. Because well, you know, it, sorry, go ahead, Ted. It's a little bit like downhill skiing. You can't safe if you're on a very steep hill. You have one choice: is point your skis down and ski it as fast and as well as you can. And if you try to sit back a little bit, you fall. And I think it's a little bit like that. You you just have to trust. You have to really uh, know your words, you know, and then kind of joyfully leap off the cliff. Ted, I wanted to talk about. I, I mean, you you're coming off one of the, the greatest half hours of the past decade in, in The Good Place. Um, you were allowed to take a break. <laughs> You're coming back so soon. What made you decide to like get right back up and, and uh, sort of do a, a back-to-back shows? Uh, it was my hair. I figure I have about three more years with this hair, and then <laughs> yeah. it's going to be way different. So, you know, milk it, milk it. <laughs> you know, we always look like we're working nonstop, but... You know, it's really not but true. Ted, yeah, we, but Ted, we, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am. I am incredibly blessed. And I love going to work. I love it very much. I love having breaks with my wife, Mary. But I, we both, both of us love driving through the studio gates and working with crews and actors and writers. Uh, I really, really love it a lot. Yeah, and by the way, the hair is still amazing. And and there's one of, one of my favorite uh, back and forths between you two and the pilot is even when when Holly calls you Whitey, and then just as a side, she's like, "I'm referring to the hair." Yes. <laughs> I will say, you know, that something that that Ted and I talked about um, 
maybe while we were doing some of these reshoots, we, I, I said, hey, so like the jokes go by really fast. And I was like, do we do we hold for any of them? <laughs> <laughs> give, give, give the audience and a moment. Was like, no, no, no. <laughs> you know, you feel the wind in your hair, you move on. It, it, it's kind of an interesting idea of setting the show right after the pandemic is is over and 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 talk about that. it's it allows the show to comment on what's going on now, but but not dwell on it, sort of move on from there, but but sort of still reference what we're all experiencing right now. And I know some of that came out of the reshoots, right? where it was sort of decided yeah. to sort of comment on that. Um, uh, Ted, what'd you think of that and 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 sort of you know how, uh, you know, pl playing, you, you can't ignore the pandemic, but you also can't sort of dwell on it too much. Right. I thought it was kind of brilliant because you know, for what you just said, I mean, you need to acknowledge you can't. And especially if you're Tina and Robert, who are topical, they have the ability to be kind of universal, timeless, but top, you know, take topical shots going very quickly through the script. You'll see something that's actually very uh, current. So you couldn't ignore it. Uh, but you also, yeah, you didn't want to dwell on it. You're right. You wanted to move on. And we, I think throughout maybe three or four episodes, we, we have occasional reference. I have a, the mayor has a, uh, he wants to do some big safety project for LA, something simple though, because he's still new. And so he decides that uh, helmets for the electric scooter. There'll be a safe LA thing. So, but one of the first lines uh, addressing, you know, an impromptu street press conference with people standing around was, now I know a lot of you independent thinkers wouldn't even wear masks, but what do you think about helmets? You know, so there are, there are little pokes along the way, but by and large, we want to get back up and running uh, with COVID in the rearview mirror. Yeah, and and uh, 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 Holly, talk about your character. Talk about RP. Uh, what what do you make of her when we meet her? She she's she seems a little off hinged, but you know at, at the same time is a perfect foil for for the mayor who doesn't really know what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, I I love. Uh, I mean, uh, there I think there's something slightly mysterious about RP. Like I, you know, I think that she's difficult to get a real handle on. It's one of the things that I love about her on the page immediately is like what does well, what does she stand for <laughs> you know, like, I mean there's a lot of contradictions and as the show goes on they really make the contradictions manifest um, in kind of very sometimes shocking ways but mainly surprising but I I love that while she can be very um, condemning She's also kind of enlightening. I mean, she wants to enlighten the mayor. She can decimate him, but she also wants to enlighten him, which is more humane than just abject evisceration. <laughs> and, and, and what do you think about that relationship between the two, Ted? What's, what's your take on, on this relationship between the, the mayor and Arpy? I'm going to back up a little bit by in answering that, which is uh, I think a great deal of the fun for me in acting, and I think Holly too, is that it's a contact sport. You know, this is a, this is a, a fist fight. Uh, so to have somebody, when you smack somebody and they turn around, this is metaphorically, 
when you smack somebody with the words or the actions that you're doing and the other person reaches around and hits you even harder, it's very <laughs> exciting. And so it's I think very exciting. it's translate that to the characters. I think it's exciting. Uh, I, I am a billionaire. I, uh, you know, I may be, I may have kind of quit to, to hang around with my daughter and help raise her after her mother died, but you know, he's a billionaire who fixes things, whether he's shallow about what he fixes, that's his joy in life to make things. He's proud of making things work. Uh, so he's, you know, he's, He's a lightweight, he's a bit of an innocent, I like to say, but he is curious. He's intellectually curious. He is smart enough to know that RP has a lot to offer, even though she may be wanting to take me out. You know, so I think that fair fight amongst equals, even though she's really, I'm not really her equal. I think the mayor is, you know, playing at a deficit here, which is what makes it funny. Yeah. Um, but I think they enjoy each other's, the stimulation of each other. Totally. Um, totally. And I also think that it's, that it's interesting to be playing on Tina and Robert's playground in that there is a certain level of, of, of uh, there's a certain level of smart that all of the characters are. Like the, the, <laughs> the playing field it's not, these are not Rhodes Scholars. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I, mean, I the don't... The characters, <laughs> you know, the characters only achieve a certain level of brilliance. <laughs> <laughs> and only if they uh, ultimately And I think that together. is automatically funny. I think it's automatically funny when people are not the smartest. Yeah. Which brings us to Bobby um, Moynihan. So you have a whole cast of characters who fill that bill. Yeah, which I think first on the list is Bobby Moynihan, you know, who <laughs> is certainly not the brightest tool uh, intellectually in the box, but he, he intuitively, he can sometimes be brilliant. True, Although, as, as, and, and we all have to fit into the box. You know, we all have, we're all in the same box. We're all in the same box with Bobby. Yeah, yeah. Which means there has to be a certain amount of tolerance within our personalities. <laughs> right, and also a strange certain a strange amount a, a certain amount of naivete yes. that all of the characters possess. Yeah. <laughs> or else we can't play in this sandbox. You yes. know, you, that you know. <laughs> I. <laughs> I'm not sure, though, that I want to see that much of Bobby Moynihan's feet. Is, is that, uh, are we just oh, going to no, have to get used to his sandals? Whole seasons devoted towards Bobby's feet. Um, that's that, that's I think, something. I think, uh, <laughs> I think that displayed in the pilot. I can't quite remember. but Okay. <laughs> but there, there are other idiosyncrasies to bring you joy. <laughs> totally. So, Ted, uh, talk about kind of the inspiration for the mayor. When I think of a businessman who becomes mayor of L.A., I think of Richard Reardon, um, who is there a, a particular uh, mayor or, or politician who you're, you're sort of uh, thinking about or channeling or is this kind of. A yeah, I wish I wish I had a, a wonderful actor studio uh, response <laughs> and I and I don't. And. <clears throat> I, I for uh, not necessarily when I go off and do other when I'm not doing comedy when I'm not doing uh, sitcom basically 
which this is, then I'm then I will do what you're talking about. I will learn how to do things that my character does in the script that I don't know how to do or but uh, on on sitcoms, you know, especially because every week you learn something new about yourself, some massive contradiction to what you thought you were. Uh, right. You know, uh, it, it it's so anyway, here's my philosophy. One of my jobs that's specific to my character and to me, Ted, is to be a, a, a way in to the this particular brand of insanity, which means I have to remain uh, approachable so that I, when I love and behold RP being totally whatever RP is in that moment, the audience has a way in too. So my job is not to be, it's not to find uh, a character that I arrive with or an inspiration. For me, it's try on, you know, and it's also one last, it's also a dance. Doing sitcom is a dance. There isn't metronome going there is music there is rhythm that dictates totally. how you how what you're doing you know you can you can you can do iambic pentameter you know you can do shakespeare in many different ways but you always will be doing the meter uh and it's the same to some degree with with comedy so you try on uh uh, all you know, Tina and Robert's words, and you let them go flow through you, flow through you, and out comes a character if you are passionately committed to Tina and Robert's brain and doing your best to 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 do their words. Out comes something different than you, a little bit, right? Uh, that is that's so that's brilliantly said. Um, well. <laughs> there, I mean, <laughs> can't top that. <laughs> um, what but that's, the, that's totally that. I mean, what Ted said is utterly, completely, in a way, it's it's a mystery of working with great material, and it's and you recognize some of the components of what makes it great, and you bow to you bow to that, and then out comes surprising, unknown things to yourself and to yeah. anybody watching and and to the room to to the cast of characters you know everybody is influenced by that revelation that's occurring that's occurring in the moment from yeah. people simply bowing to the music of the scene uh it, it uh, so many things are revealed that you could never know yeah. before yeah and by the way i mean we holly and i are talking because we're, we're probably next to Bobby, the most recognizable, you know, names to get the project out into the into the world. But everybody, uh, everybody shows up with that same game sensibility, uh, all of them. So we're really blessed that when you do find something that in a moment that, you know, that Holly just was talking about, everybody to a man and woman respond to it and let that change their performance it's pretty cool yeah i imagine especially in that first season when when everyone's still sort of getting their feet wet figuring out who are these characters what's their relationship like and right. and there must be those eureka moments where you you do a scene or you sort of you hit on something and you're like oh this is this is going to be 
an important part of the show. This this is this is part of the DNA. Maybe we didn't even realize this was going to be a part of the DNA, but no, this relationship or this give and take, this this a, a personality quirk. Uh, I imagine season one, you're you're sort of hitting a lot of those things and and realizing as as the season goes on. Oh, this is this is who these people are. This is what this relationship is. Yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, I think because it's Tina and Robert, there are the opposite is also true. Like whatever you discover, the opposite is the <laughs> is completely revealed. Yeah. The very next episode, um, and that is so funny to me. In some ways, there are things you cannot count on because it's Tina and Robert, and that's what makes no. it so much fun so to play. Stupid. It's <laughs> they're keeping you on your toes. Uh, how, how yeah um how difficult is it to to shoot uh these days with with the covid protocols and 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 everything going on i imagine that's that's i mean that's obviously an added level of stress and and difficulty in 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 shooting a show how have both of you sort of adjusted to this this reality right now well i don't have to go first holly but i i i will preface for forgive me for both of us is that we all uh, everybody, all the actors, camera operators, boom people, the entire 120 people crew know how lucky we are to be working in this moment. So many people don't get to. We're also incredibly lucky because our industry has the money, to be honest, and uh, the desire to move forward, that the protocols they've come up with um, are by and large working, it doesn't mean it's infallible, but um, we've kept community spread out of the thing. So just so we're aware of how blessed we are. We're aware that we're in a world that this isn't true for everybody. So I just say that then, yeah, it's a trip. What do you, Holly, what do you think? <clears throat> well, I, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's everything that Ted just said. And um, yes, it is stressful. And, because you are dealing with the health of people and you can't help but also bring in, there's the awareness that there's a, a tremendous amount of loss in, in the world as you are, as we are working and that so many people are not able to work. And it's a, it's a strange alchemy that comes into shooting that of course we've never experienced before because of the because of of the cost of 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 of, of what the entire globe is going through and acting is fun i mean acting is just fun and so that comes into play as well the familiarity of of, of what ted and i've been doing for decades that kicked you know it's just like it's child's play it's, you know, it is, it is, it's being, it's working, but, but more than work, it, it is work, but it's really play. Um, and when people get tired of acting, I think they lose that sense of, of, of play. And this cast just has that um, in spades. So it's, it's, a, once again, it's a real, it's a real, it's a real mixed it's a mixed thing of going to work, the 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 gravitas, and then the elation. No, it's, it's I think a weird time. It is a weird time in L.A. Uh, and it's not just L.A., obviously, but uh, L.A., California, L.A., 
America is really on fire. And you can, you know, all of a sudden you go from, I, I, I know so many people are suffering, but I, I, in my circle or circle of circles of circles, I don't really know anyone yet who's maybe one or two early on. Now, now everybody knows somebody who, you know, who is wrestling with this. And so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know you guys had to shut down production just the other day for for the remainder of the year. Uh, I mean, it's right. hitting productions, obviously, and and uh, I mean, it sounds like the the, you know, the, the protocols are working. Uh, you know, p- productions are shutting down when outbreaks occur, but nonetheless, this is sort of becoming a a, a new normal, uh, at least for now, in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, it's, you know, it's I so it's the, the numbers are so up in the city of Los Angeles that there's no way that you can really avoid it no matter what the protocol is. It's, it's going to seep into any community because it's so pervasive right now in, in Los Angeles um, as it is in so many communities across the country. Yeah. And, and Ted, you're going to add to that. Yeah. It's well, a strange time, but by and large, when they say action and you've taken off your masks, it is, it is um, the, the years of loving to, play uh kicks in so uh, i don't think what we've shot has suffered uh i think it's changed because we can't go here or go there or we can only have a few we have to have a few less people in the room with us or whatever but but by and large i think the the scripts and the acting uh and the shooting of has has not miraculously has not suffered so this out. may be the this may be the longest first season ever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing thirteen episodes. It is, in man. A, in a year and a half. Yeah, know? yeah. Well, you're you're yeah you're taking your time to but but in a way it's it's allowing uh, uh, Robert and, and Tina to to really sort of hone this and I could even tell in in that first episode. Um, you know, the fact that you were able to go back and, and reshoot things and, and shoot yeah. things. Uh, it, 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 well, actually, you know what? That brings, Holly and I have talked about this, that we're afraid that Tina and Robert actually might suck if they have a normal you know, <laughs> shooting schedule. Maybe they need all this time. Yeah, yes, exactly. They, they, they need a pandemic to hone uh, the, the show. Um, to hone their skills. Yeah. Ted, when I see you playing a mayor, it, it, it brings up the, the idea of Ted Danson for, for mayor of, of Los Angeles. Would, uh, you know, does, does that ever come to mind when you're actually portraying the mayor that, uh, huh, I wonder what this would be like to actually be the mayor of Los Angeles or, or, or get into politics in that way? Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> One big <laughs> nope. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I um. Well, I don't know what's what's so. I mean, I I love that I'm playing the mayor of L.A. I love that I live in L.A. I love that I'm learning, maybe not necessarily through the scripts, but I am more aware of L.A. We all are, of of the sadnesses and the suffering and the issues and the problems. But no, I, uh, I, uh, I, I, I take a vote to cross the street. I'm not that political leader. Um. Uh, I love to kibitz. I don't want to, you know, be the one writing the rules. Um, yeah, I, I, um, I don't know this. I, I don't know this particular mayor. I was born to play, <laughs> you know, because I have, I have, uh, I'm a silly man, 
with a serious soul. I am an innocent who uh, is always slightly playing out of his league. Um, I love being hoisted by my own petard. Nothing cracks me up than realizing what an idiot I have just been in a moment. Um, <laughs> all, all of these things, and I'm entitled. I, uh, you know, I am so entitled, and I <laughs> so, just by my circumstances in life, think that I have things to offer that I really don't. You know, it's all perfect. I get to <laughs> act out this period of my life. No, yeah. no, no, I'm still a player. I may be 73, white, and way the fuck out of touch, but no, no, I'm a player. Don't count me out. You know, it's just ridiculously silly and wonderful to play at my age. <laughs> How about you, Holly? Uh, it's just, uh, when, when, when you drive around Los Angeles now, do you have a different sort of mindset, uh, you know, having worked now on a show that sort of, you know, satirizes politics a little bit, satirizes Los Angeles a little bit? Uh, do, do you have a different well, view I mean, now on this? Well, I mean, Los Angeles politics are so are so c complex. I can't even go into it. I mean, I'm I'm not the person. Um, that's not my metier. Uh, I'm 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 with Ted on that. I mean, I am doing what I should be doing, which is acting. I'm you know I'm very comfortable with that. I like that. And, and by the way, can, yeah. Can, I mean, can, in, in a way, but but also it's it's, it's completely a political show. Yeah, it's it's a show not about politics at all. Um, it it kind of gets down and it's a different playground of scrappiness. I mean, I think that all of these characters have such attitude. Um, every single one of them is filled with attitude, whether the attitude is is um, earned is another thing. But the fun part of it is exactly what was Ted was saying a few minutes ago, which is that it's kind of a fist fight. <laughs> so, I mean. You know, politics is its own fist fight, but that's one that's I, I'll read about on the front page. But I'm really glad we're not doing that. Yeah, yeah and, and, and and for you, Holly, coming from uh, Succession, uh, yeah, another sort of fist fight, another delicious ensemble of uh, Total. all sorts of craziness. So uh, fun to see you kind of go from from that to this as well. Um, so. As we uh, sort of our final moments, um, what should we expect in, in season one of, of Mr. Mayor? What are you excited for viewers to discover when, when they finally get a chance to watch this long in the made, uh, making show as it finally hits the air uh, in January? Ted, what's, what, what are you excited for people to, to see and learn? This is an old trick to blame the writers, but I'm excited <laughs> to have people see this slice of Tina and Robert's brain. I think it's really, uh, I think they found something that they're having fun writing. You know, it's one of those, uh, I think really well grounded in reality in one second and then spiraling out of control into some insane, far-fetched, uh, almost unbelievable moment. And I think that's what they do so well. And, uh, I, I really just can't wait to share, uh, to share the you know the cast of characters and uh, to be honest that that's I, I I just I don't know I don't I never know how to answer that because I'm not the writer who has more of that kind of vision but as the actor playing this I just can't wait uh, for this to be witnessed you know and yeah. and to get feedback and all of that and I and I also. You may not know this Holly Hunter, but you know Holly. You know me. You don't really know Bobby 
and you have no idea about Matt, Mike Cabellon and Vela Lavelle and Kyla Kennedy, but you will because they're so uh, such wonderful, nimble actors, and they are being written by you know Tina and Robert. So uh, over the first season, I think you will get this. What's wonderful is when you have a cast of five or six people that the writers can write to each one of them and have them be able to carry a story. And I think that's where we're headed by the end of season one. That didn't answer your question, but there you oh, are. You, you did. And actually, that, that reminds me beautifully of, of The Good Place as well and how a lot of those actors we didn't know at first. And by the end yeah. of The Good Place, we knew, knew them so well and, and yeah. saw such amazing things done by them. So I'm excited to see you now playing with a new cast of characters, including Holly Hunter. And, and Holly, uh, what, the, what, what are you excited for people to see uh, as Mr. Mayor debuts? Well, I think this, the general effervescence, the general lift off the ground that I think that, that the show uh, can do um, be, because, of the, because of the scripts and because of their how they're steering the ship. Um, I, I, I love to get direction from both Tina and Robert. It's, it's always in really uh, enlightening to me to hear what their take is on a scene. It's, it, it's always a little surprising. And I think that the show, it's just, I think it's enlivening for audiences to be stimulated like this, especially after this period of time that we've been through together. Um, as a as a country, as a city, as a community, as a family, it's so great. Well, it's, look, it's great to be able to laugh, and I, I and I think they they provide some kind of complex laughter. You know, it's completely low low brow. You know, semi high brow. I mean, they are they're just like all over the map, and uh, and I think it's it's really. Um, I think people will really feel a release from seeing the show. No, I, I definitely, it scratches that 30 rock itch, uh, which, uh, you know, we still love and remember so, so well. Um, and uh, it's also a way to sort of, uh, you know, kick off 2021, hopefully on a positive note. We, we've got a new uh, Ted Dance and Holly Hunter uh, joint to check out. So that already makes this year, next this this coming year, a, a better one than the shit show that was 2020. So <laughs> I hope for the both of you and for all of us, for for the world, that we're entering a better year. Um, here's to the new year. Um, happy New Year to the two of you. Thank you so much, and uh, best to both of you as Mr. Mayor gets off the ground. Thank you for writing about us. Thank you for your intelligent questions. This was fun. Mr. Mayor airs Thursdays at 8 p.m. on NBC starting January 7. And that's it for this edition of Variety's Award Circuit Podcast. Drew Griffith edited this episode and Michael Schneider, hey, wait a second, that's me, is the producer. Be sure to subscribe to the Award Circuit Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you download podcasts. Also, head on over to Variety.com and click on the Award Circuit tab to find the latest Oscar predictions and key races, as well as your daily fix of news, analysis, and reviews. For Janelle Riley, Clayton Davis, and Jazz Tanke, I'm Michael Schneider, and we'll see you on the circuit.
With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.